WBEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts, and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation. Plus, MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. It's Grammy nominee week on Reset. All week, we're highlighting local artists who have just been announced as 2024 Grammy nominees. And today, we're checking in with Chicago poet Jay Ivey. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. We spoke to Jay Ivey earlier this year when he won a Grammy for his spoken word poetry album, The Poet Who Sat By The Door. This time around, he's up for another Grammy for his latest project, The Light Inside. Jay, it's been a big year for you. You're coming off of this Grammy win. So what's it like to hear that you have another Grammy nomination? Uh, it's just, it's uh, the dream is continuing on. I'm um, amazed and grateful. And it's just uh, a lot of joy, a lot of joy, a lot of surprise. Like, wow, I'm like actually doing this Are you really again? surprised at this point? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't take anything for granted. You yeah. know, like for me, it's, it's a blessing to wake up, you know, every day. So when something like uh, a Grammy nomination happens, right. which is, you know, I've gone my whole life without Grammy nominations. So, and now they're <laughs> so, just coming. Yeah. So, That's yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and this this seems like such a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what your creative process has been since February. Well, since February has been busy. It's been really, really busy. Um, after the Grammys, it was a lot of running around, a lot of uh, touring and celebrations and interviews. And, mm-hmm. um, you were here? Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think around that time, like the mayor, Mayor Lightfoot, gave me my own day. So I have Jay Ivy Day in the city of Chicago on my birthday, March 3rd. Uh, so it's been moments like that, United Nations performing at uh, opening up at the United Center for Dave Chappelle. It's been a lot, a lot of moments. So, we had to find time. We had to carve out time to get back in the studio and create. I mean, everything you just listed is major. Yeah. So while that's actually happening, I mean, are you taking the time to sort of soak it all in? Is is it yeah. is it making sense to you as it's happening? Or is this yeah. like, you know, afterthought? Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's both. It's both. I, I remember being, we did, uh, I was a grand marshal to the Billiken Parade. And I absolutely, like a moment like that, I wanted to be conscious, to be present and enjoy it and be in it. But then afterwards, you look back at it and you're like, oh, my God, like we actually just did that. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm definitely uh, taking it all in, want to make sure that I enjoy the moments. At times, you you know, you have to fight off the stress of it all because it's it's a lot. But um, what does that entail for you? It's just the busyness of it, how things overlap. The but how do you fight it off, the stress? Deep breathing, uh, gratitude, um, knowing that this it not promised to happen again. So it's like, all right, forget the, <laughs> you know, the the, the hard the hardness that may come with it as far as the busyness and the the running around and not getting sleep and all that and 
and uh, let me just lock in and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. You helped push for the spoken word cat po- spoken word poetry category. Um, so I want to get listeners on the same page. Jay, tell us a little bit about the history there. Yeah. So I became the um, the president of the Chicago chapter. The Recording Academy has twelve chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, I became the president of the Chicago chapter, which made me the first poet in the history of the Recording Academy to hold a president's seat. And then I became a national trustee, which is what I am now. Um, so first poet to be a trustee. So what it did is it put a voice from the poetry community in the room. And um, historically, there was a spoken word category, but that category included poetry, audiobooks, narration, storytelling, and the audiobooks dominated the spoken word category. Mm. So every year you have um, political leaders, celebrities, they write their memoirs, they do an audiobook, and they would bring home the Grammy for the spoken word category oh meanwhile okay. the poets are like the actual poets yeah. are thinking well <laughs> like, like yeah we are hello. the spoken word artists <laughs> we're out here um yeah so for six years i advocated i gathered information i shared that information with the poetry community created events where um um between the poetry community and the recording academy um, you have to be a member in order to submit your projects. So I was being that I'm a voting member. I submitted projects on behalf of poets who weren't. And last year I wrote a proposal, submitted it, and it it wow. passed. After six years, it passed. So the category was split. So now audiobooks is in its own category, and the poets we have our own. Well, on your opening track to this, uh, your your latest album, you call back to the previous one, and then you reference the title of, of this one, which is "The Light Inside." Let's yeah. let's listen. There was no way for me to know that I would become the poet who sat by the door, because all I ever wanted to do was use my gift to unlock the light inside. Hmm. Yeah, let's talk about titles for a second. The, the light inside. What, is, what does that mean to you? For me, um, and, and I'm, being that we're speaking of titles, it actually uh, highlights all titles from previous albums as well. So those Here I Am, My Daddy's Records, um, uh, The Poet Who Sat By The Door, The Light Inside. The Light Inside for me, is a, a combination or the next chapter of The Poet Who Sat By The Door. So last year, uh, the door was cracked. Again, gathering information, um, understanding new processes and how to be a part of um, uh, bigger platforms. And we were able to kick that door in. So the light inside is, okay, now we're in the light. Now we have more opportunities. Now... Uh, there are more eyes and ears on our work. But ultimately, what I always wanted to use my poetry for was to tap into the light inside, mm-hmm. not that not that light that's exterior of us, but that love, that spirituality, that... Um, the light that you see. The light that, that we see. Like when you close your eyes, that mm-hmm. light that you see when you close your eyes. Um, so for me, poetry has always done that. I've always been able to discover... Um, find new perspective, uh, fight through hard times. It's, poetry's been healing. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, ultimately, that's what, what that light is, is love. And, and through this poetry, through healing, we're able to re- be reminded of that, that love, that light. 
We also heard you mention there unlocking this gift, yeah. right? I mean, is that gift, does it still present challenges at this stage in the game? The gift, no. The gift is always there. The gift is always willing and uh, waiting and <laughs> for me to settle down and listen to it. Because really, that's that's what I'm doing. My responsibility as a poet is to listen. Mm. Like the first track on, on the poet is set by the door is called Listen. And when I write, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I quiet myself. It's like meditation. I quiet myself. I take deep breaths. and I vibe out and I listen. And what I hear, I my job is to cap catch it as fast as I can and put it on put it on the page so it whenever I'm ready you know the gift is always there and always um just uh again just ready to explore new ways of presenting it yeah you also you make it really clear that you you didn't get here on your own oh no 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 yeah no. you you call back to your ancestors on mm. no words so I want to yeah. play a little bit of that piece absolutely we we are the descendants of survivors that dare to dance in the rain and say, look at me, shot. Okay, that beat? Mm, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Man, big shout out to Sir the Baptist. Big shout out to DJ Terry Hunter. Um, big shout out to James Poise who helped. Big shout out to Anthony Hamilton who's singing on that on that record. Is that Anthony Hamilton? That's Anthony Hamilton. Wow. That, that's Tari Therese singing on there. Yes. Um, so it it was a lot of beautiful collaboration that came together to help create this this work of art. And uh, what inspired the song? The song well, Sir sent it to me. Sir the Baptist, who's uh, famous for being a gospel artist, but he's also this incredible producer, and he sent me this track. And he was like, Jay, I've just been listening to... And he also did half of my uh, album, The Poet Who Sat By The Door. We won two Grammys together because he produced uh, the Tennessee State album. Mm-hmm. So um, he was like, man, I've just been thinking, I've just been listening, and I really feel like this track is is uh, something that that will uh, be fitting. And and that those conversations were coming off of... Uh, of the uh, the fact we just got back from Ghana mm-hmm. and we went to you know the slave castles and we walked through the door the no no return and this experience I was sharing this experience with him and in return he sent this track like I think this track will be perfect for that and and Sir the Baptist created the album cover yeah right, which yeah. Uh, it's got a, a very ethereal sort of of beauty for for our listeners who may have not seen it just describe what it looks like and and tell us what you hoped it would evoke. Yeah, so we we, uh, we we had a conversation about what the cover would be, and, and again, that the light inside. Uh, when I think of that, I think of the innocence. So that's why you have the little boy. There's a little boy on the cover with a, a jersey that says "33." My birthday is March third, mm-hmm. and um, it's funny. I, I found this picture. My, I think my mother and dad took, and there I was, a little boy with an afro with a thirty-three jersey on. I'm like, wow, that's my birthday and so I, I wanted that to be on there to represent that innocence represent that grounding represent that 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 love that a child gives that pure love that a child gives so uh and the album is 33 minutes long so there's this little boy standing at this um this uh ocean you know with a boat and um a rowboat and to me that that just represents the journey. Mm. Like we're about to go on this journey. We've, we've, and, and, and mind you, this is inside of these 
great, beautiful doors that have swung open. So these doors swing open to this ocean. And um, to me, that represents tapping into the light. But again, it's the beginning of a journey. Yeah. It's the beginning. So you do a duet with your wife, who's a Grammy-winning singer-songwriter who you already mentioned, Tari yeah, yeah. Ture. Yeah, yeah. This is Come Back to You. Uh-huh. Hey, baby. What it do? <laughs> um, so are you coming home tonight or what? Nah, you know, I got a show. You got a show too, don't you? Um, Jazzy Jeff. I got a show. J.I. But I was hoping that we could link somewhere in the middle. Shot down. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I may leave today for bay. Did I read that right? You call her I'll your ride or live? Yeah, that's actually her line. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet though. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm So I'm, not ride or die. No, no, no. We ain't dying. We live it. We live it. So she's like, nah, I'm your ride or live. I was like, all right, let me put that in here. <laughs> I mean, what does it mean to you to to work with her and and honor your relationship? Yeah, I mean, one, she's She's this beautiful, angelic gift that is, she's a true genius. Um, from her voice to the way she writes, the way she thinks, the way she helps. Uh, like uh, Even with the poet who said by the door, it was her idea to do that album. Mm. I had another album done, and she's like, no, it's not time for that one. You need to continue in this direction. We just finished Catching Dreams, which was nominated the year before. By the way, this is my third year in a row being nominated. And, um, well, look at that. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, so that, that first year I was nominated, nominated alongside Don Cheadle, LeVar Burton, Dave Chappelle, Mir Suleiman, Barack Obama uh, for my album Catching Dreams. And when, when it was time to uh, create the next project, she said, no, you need to stay in that direction. So her, just her vision, her leadership, um, the heart that she puts into the music, it's, it's truly an honor to create with her. It's an honor to uh, write with her, honor to perform with her. We get to tour. We have mm-hmm. a band. So we tour around uh, the country, the world. She's um, she's one of the greatest. Um, and her work has spanned from she's worked with, with Kanye and John Legend and toured with Talib Kweli and The Roots and Slick Rick and been featured on albums with Pete Rock. And So she has this very extensive uh, career. And it's an honor to be married to one of the best to ever do it. Can I tell you how delightful it is to hear you say that and Mm. see her, for the folks who aren't in studio with us right now, see her sitting right behind you in this very moment. She's here. With the big Kool-Aid smile on her face. (laughs) With a huge smile. She's blushing. (laughs) Who wouldn't blush after those sweet words? That's that's my boo thing. (laughs) (laughs) And she would say right back, you know, you're her ride or live. Ride or live, yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've been talking with Chicago poet Jay Ivey, who has found himself in the spotlight after he won a Grammy earlier this year. I got to thank my city, Chicago. I got to thank the Recording Academy. And let it be known that this is for the poets, y'all. But in his newest album, The Light Inside, Jay Ivey stresses that the light actually comes from within us. We dove into his latest spoken word project, which has a lot to do with his growth as an artist. He's now up for another Grammy. So he's here to talk with us more about his journey. Hello again. Hello again. (laughs) So we listened to your Grammy speech just now and you say, you know, this is for the poets. Yeah. Said that with a lot of passion, too. What did you mean? Man, uh, 
that just took me back hearing that it um it was a just a call to the poets i wanted this moment to represent all of the work all of the the words all of the um ministry all of the the beautiful 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 work that poets have put into the world over the years over the decades mm-hmm. so it it was a call to those who have come before who blazed the trail uh like the last poets and Gil Scott Heron and Mary Baraka and Nikki Giovanni and Maya Angelou and so many and and those who I had an opportunity, beautiful opportunity to be a part of this uh this village and I was able to come up with uh, you know, the likes of Amir Suleiman and uh Jessica Caremore and Sonny Patterson and uh Kay Love and uh Prentice Powell and Black Ice and so many amazing, amazing Poets, the Floesis, and uh, Avery R. Young, so many uh, incredible, incredible poets, Brother Mike. Yeah. And I was reminded that we hadn't had this opportunity before. So I wanted it to be known. I wanted to uh, send out a, a bat signal. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, um, and these people all have something very important in common. I mean, yeah, poetry, right? What do you absolutely. think poetry has the power to do? It has the power to change lives. Say, I've seen it save lives. I've gotten messages from folks who have told me that they they got a uh, they they were think thinking about committing suicide, and they came across my poetry online, and they and they were reaching out to let them let me know that the poetry moved them in such a way that they wanted to still be here. What does that do to you in that moment? Oh my God! It, it um. It one it lets you know it's much 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 bigger than you. It it reminds you of the responsibility that you have, um, the beautiful power that you have to shift someone's life, someone's thinking. Um, but I, I, in addition to that, I feel like you know poetry it it it, it encapsulates our history. It allows us to um, to let the future know what it was like while we while we're here. Um, it changes perspective. It 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 adds love into the world, adds that light into the world, and and ultimately, I feel like it heals. So, and I've seen it happen time and time again, not with just my own work, but countless other poets that I've seen over the years. This album celebrating Black excellence. Yes, indeed. What has it meant for you to write about your growth and to honor your own successes? Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm often for some people that's the hardest thing to do is you know to tell their own successes. Yeah, is it for some people? Oh, yeah, not for me. <laughs> I think because it's um it's not my success. You know, it's not mine's on its on its own. So I think you share it. Yeah, I I, I share it. It, it. Other people share their their greatness, their excellence with me, and I I I encompass it all. You know, I'm. You know, my success is my grandfather's success, my my parents' success, my friends, my, um, you know, poets that I've come up with, um, family who supported, Chicago who who has supported. So when when I'm able to say I've done this, I've done this, I've done that, I'm saying I, but it's it's a huge we that that um that is a part of that that statement. So it's not hard for me to talk about it because I know it's it's bigger than me, mm-hmm. you know. Not hard for me either. <laughs> like I said, some people. Right, right, right. Some people. Some people. Them over there. Them over there. <laughs> Let's play this one track on the album, Lightning in a Bottle. Mm. Life is catching lightning in a bottle. 
The spirit is the lightning, the body is the bottle. We pour out a little something for those that life didn't coddle. You can buy all the tickets in the world and still not hit the lotto. I know because I had a brother named Amon that died of gun violence. I never got to meet him. Now that chapter, my life is silent. Feelings left alone on an uncharted island. I look to the heavens, pray to big bro for guidance as I hug the block. The hood be hotter than a mug. Best believe the plug is watch. Black bodies are judged and dropped. Meanwhile, a former president got a mug shot. What are we doing? The sky is falling. What world is this? It's hard being optimistic in a pandemic. These times are ignorant. Wildfires sending smoke signals got the whole sky lit. It had cuz choked up when that asthma hit, but he got through. I thank God when the good news got through and was delivered. We wade in the water like Aquaman in the river. We don't fold like chairs when our trauma is triggered. Oh no, we swing like Coco. We different. A new space and time has been entered. Old ways don't fit through the entrance. Growth is obtained in the trenches. It's a game of inches and choices. We're influenced by friendships and voices. We relate to what feels right. Daydreamed and respond in real life. We find ourselves in the center of real fights. Beef weaned ass to eat. Popcorn served up in the comments. They feast on your misery, your scars. Look around, we are the stars. Yeah, this thing is hard. At times, it's bizarre. But when life hits us, I pray we all rise like Damar. Love that. This mm. one's a, a straight poem. Otherwise, your, your words are mostly backed by music, as yeah. we've been hearing. Tell me about that creative choice and, and just talk more about the themes of yeah. this piece. Yeah, well, it was important to... Um, show the essence of poetry and which is just me and a microphone. I know Tari, she's, um, she's always a great reminder of that. He's like, you know, she's like, you need that acapella piece on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, the I mean, tr- you have the voice for an acapella piece. Yeah. That is for thank sure. You. Thank you. I, you know, I've, I've thought about doing a, just a straight acapella album. Um, me and Tari have talked about it probably one day. I'll yeah. do that. Um, but I wanted to make sure that, again, we wanted to make sure that poetry was represented in its rawest form, just 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 the words and the voice. And and um, when it comes to, to the themes, it was me just taking a, a, a step back and looking at this canvas called uh, life and seeing what's happening in the world and and wanting to tap into moments that that I'm that I'm currently seeing you know so when i'm say rise like tomorrow i'm thinking about you know that young man on that football field who whose life was was saved i'm you know a president with a mugshot and uh i had a brother named Demond who died from gun violence that that's an actual fact and, and i wanted to put it out there too because it was far as Demond because i'm looking for that side of um of my family um so i was like maybe this would be a a hint. I don't know what his last name was. I don't know who his family is. So maybe somebody may hear this and say, are you talking about Demond from, you know? So um, for me, I just wanted to write a poem that would be felt, uh, lightning in the bottle. I, I feel like, again, it, it's, a, it, it's a miracle to be here. It's a yeah. miracle to be here. So we, we have all had the blessing of catching lightning in a bottle. We all have this miracle and this opportunity to do great things with our time while we're here. And it's not by chance that we're here. I want to go back a bit. You've been performing since the 90s. Yeah, back in my day. 
Back in back in the days, yeah, when I was young, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I still wish I was a kid, a kid again. <laughs> How did you get your start? Ms. Argue, my my teacher, uh, Miss Paula Argue. She was my uh, junior high school teacher at Rich Central High School. And after a homework assignment, she heard my poem. She made us write a poem for homework, made us read it in class. And then she pulled me to the side, said, you have a nice speaking voice. I have a show coming up. Why don't you do this show? I didn't do the show. She approached <laughs> me again, said, you faked me out. You didn't do the show. I have another show coming up. This time I'm not asking you. You have to do it. So she makes me do the show. And my first time ever on stage, I got a standing ovation. That was February 93. Wow. 30 years later, February 23, we bring home a Grammy for poetry. So, have you wrapped uh, your mind around that yet? I have. I, w- I want to do a movie about it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those stories that you, you know, unless you have a very vivid imagination, you can't write. It just, it just writes itself. It's amazing to, um, to have a moment like that. We went back, we actually did an interview at Rich Central in the Little Theater. It was uh, called the Little Theater where I first performed. And they were actually about to renovate the theater. And um, a few weeks after we did the interview, and I'm like, I need a piece of this stage. So my high school, they actually, when they when they renovated, they cut out a piece of the stage for me, and then they presented it to me at homecoming with the stage and the sign that says Little Theater. And um, just to have that wow. piece of the beginning at home mm-hmm. and um, sitting next to the Grammy is... <laughs> In college, I'm hearing you you started to be known at one point on campus as the poet. Oh, you heard about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little birdie. Yeah, yeah little birdie. Red birds. Actually, I went to Illinois State. You know, shout oh, really? out. Shout out to the red birds. A little red birdie told me. <laughs> yeah. So I um What did you think about that? They I, called you that. I loved it. I loved it. I, if, hey, it's you, the poet. Yeah, it was You're a ba- that poet guy. It was a badge of honor because it was something I mean, back then it wasn't as popular as it is now. So it wasn't the quote unquote cool thing to be doing but it was something in my heart and my spirit was driving me to do I just couldn't help but write and I used to drive my roommate crazy big shout out to Seal Sylvester Mackey um, he, uh, he's actually an uh, officer for Chicago so uh, I, and I saw a bunch of officers graduating today so big shout out to them um, and I used to just drive him crazy. <laughs> like, wake him up like two, three in the morning. Like, seal, listen to this one. Listen, listen to this poem. Listen to this poem. And um, I was, I was really the only poet. There were there were other poets on campus, but but uh, I was one of the poets who were. I was at every show and starting to get love on campus. So it was, mm. you know, my my full name is is. Don't tell nobody, but it's James Ivy Richardson the second. My lips are sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to all the listeners, so um, so I shortened it eventually to J Ivy, but um, at that time I was James the poet. Like oh, you know, there was James the cute dog, James the barber, right. and I was James the all poet. The descriptors. <laughs> yeah, I was the poet. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, um, just a lot of big moments in your career. Beyond the Grammy noms, right? You talked about how fi- former Mayor Lori Lightfoot declared J.I.V. Day mm, yeah. on your birthday, which in itself is is a big deal. And every time we see you, every time we hear you, you're shouting out Chicago a mm. whole lot. Yeah. So what does it mean to have Chicago shout you out? Man, it's uh, 
Ooh, that one kind of hit me right there. It, it means the world to me. I love the city. I love, love, love the city. It's um, it's it's been my everything. It it, I was birthed here. I was born in the University of Chicago. I was raised on the South Side on 87 and Winchester before moving to the Burbs my eighth grade year. It's been, it's taught me how to walk, how to talk, how to um, be aware, um, you know, because it's, it's real in these streets. So you have to be aware, you have to be smart, you have to um, know how to move. It teaches you how how to hustle and go get it and work hard and and it and it and it pushes you to be your absolute best. So you may for me as a poet, I may hit the stage and do something that I think is good, but that push you to be better. And and Chicago has pushed me, pushed me and pushed me to be better. And at the same time, Chicago has loved on me tremendously. And to to stand as a poet, to stand as a uh, a, a citizen, a forever citizen of Chicago, is is a true, true, true honor to represent this city, yeah. the greatest city in the world. Um, is is just beyond. Um, it's just beyond an honor. To do you find yourself having to defend Chicago? I mean, at times, you yeah. know, we get the bad rep. You know, I I really hated that term, and I don't I don't like. I hate the word hate, <laughs> but I really hated the term Chirac. I, I just, that it's things like that. And you, you know, you move around and you hear that. I'm like, nah, we don't, that ain't us. Right. You know, that's like, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're those in the, you know, this is a city of loves and yes, that love is interrupted at times. Yeah. But when you peel back the layers, when you get away from the narrative that's put out there, the people I meet and talk to on the daily, it's it's a city of love. It's a city of of, of people with a lot of pride and a lot of um, um, uh, just 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 beautiful, good hearted people that just want to do do good for themselves and do good, take, you know, for their families. Yeah. So when it comes to the the, the fending of Chicago. One is is probably more love and respect for the shot than anything, right? You know, you say Chicago outside of Chicago, oh word, yeah. You know, true. but then you know, often, oh man, Chirac or this, no, 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 that's not, yeah. that's not us. You know, yeah. we, I mean, we the ones out. You know, when it, when there's great things happening in the world, a lot of times it's somebody from Chicago that's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> We'll leave it there. The Chicago poet Jay Ivey up for a Grammy in the spoken word poetry category. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Man, much love. Let's go out on the final song on his nominated album, The Light yeah. Inside. This is winning. Put your hands together. That feel good right there. Feel this one in your soul. Come on, sing now. You've got to fight for every win you make. This episode of Reset was produced by Max Lubers, and it was edited by Micah Yason and Meha Ahmed. We're continuing our conversations all week with Chicago artists up for the 2024 Grammy Awards. To listen to more of these conversations, you can go to wbez.org slash reset. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Have a great day. Chin up. Head held high, you gotta believe. Mm-hmm. The time is yours. Go ahead and own that. And do everything you can do to make sure your dreams mm-hmm. come true. <laughs>
This is for the poets. That's what I screamed up on that Grammy stage. A list of thank yous and hand too many to name. Too many to blame for the success. I was always cold with it, but back to school, Cool Red said, Jay, what about being your best? You see these greats out here shining bright, man, what about being next? So many expected more of me, love they would project. I grew beyond this flesh, beyond this time. In the history books, I had some chapters, some verses, some poems, some rhymes, some plays, some film. Walking through the airport, kids point and say, that's him, that's me, that spot, that's mine. My granddaddy would say, son, take it one day at a time. That's the mantra. That's the reason you saw a poet in the double R as Bud Billikens, Grand Marshal. You've got to fight for every win you make. The world ain't gonna give you nothing. You gotta go out there and get what's yours. Stand in those lights on every stage you take. Stand in the light. Don't be afraid of your success. Gotta walk tall. should be so proud of who you are you were born for this walk tall the time is yours go ahead and own it this time right now is yours go ahead and own it the whole world would doubt you the key to life is you can't doubt yourself even when a fight was lost we was taught i hope you fought until you had nothing left this thing ain't a game ain't no refs no promises Ain't no guarantees, even when it looks promising, I promise you. Life will get at you if you let it, if you give in, if you live in a headspace where fear is allowed to rule. Maybe you've been moved in a direction guided by the words of fools, or guided by the advice of loved ones who just can't see the path that your heart may choose. We've been blessed with every gift we need, we just gotta sharpen our tools. Yeah, you can get in where you fit in, or you can make room. You've got to fight for every win you I'm so made. tired of hiding behind my feet. You gotta fight. Lord knows I don't shed another tear. Standing tea. those lights on every oh, stage you take. On every stage. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you gotta walk tall. You gotta walk tall. In all your Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.